You are listening to For Better Self and Net Worth. In this community, we think you'll find your self-worth comes before your net worth and everything else. We also think you were designed to go after the life you want by ditching societal norms, knowing exactly who you are as an individual, and going after your unique purpose here on this earth. Every week, Ella interviews an entrepreneur that designed the life they wanted among the challenges, naysayers, and leaving outside their comfort zone. Or you're going to hear straight from Ella, where she talks about the important lessons she's learned in life and how she's achieved the overall happiness she has. This is Ella, the host for Better Self and Net Worth. Based out of Nashville, Tennessee, she makes every single day an adventure. You'll always find her right here behind the microphone, sharing all her thoughts with all of you. And we appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode. everyone. Welcome back to For Better Self and Net Worth. I have my friend Alexis Greca with me today. Alexis is an entrepreneur that works with high-level business owners, driving them to the next level of success up to six and seven-figure earnings. So Alexis, thank you for being on the show. I know you've got a lot of great value for us today. A lot of great things to share. Yes. And thank you for reaching out to me about being on the show. Of course. I'm honored to be here. Yes. Well, I'm glad to have you. Tell us your story and about how you built your empire. Well, right before we started recording, we were talking about, I know how you work in communities with multi-passionate entrepreneurs. And while I have not had multiple passions at one time, entrepreneur-wise, I've definitely done my fair share. So I grew up in a home with an entrepreneur mom and an entrepreneur dad. My mom is a chiropractor. My dad has run his own construction company for some time now. And so that was my life. It was ingrained in me from a little being. Um, I There's a picture where I'm actually organizing soup cans when I'm like two or three in our kitchen cabinet. So just the idea of systems and organization and efficiency has woven so beautifully into my business journey. Um, I spent several, several years in network marketing, mm-hmm. transitioned to working uh, with men and women in business and entrepreneurship. And, you know, of course, done, you know, a uh, little lemonade stand here and there growing up, uh, did a benefit concert in college. So I've done a little bit of everything on this journey so far. Wonderful. Yeah, I think it all starts as a kid. You want to figure out, I used to paint like coasters, basically wooden coasters and try to sell them. It's yeah. Yeah. It's just I little things here and there little things that lead up to it. And I think my background in sales started from Girl Scout cookies being top earner for Girl Scout cookies and candy bars and just yeah. the fun in that and seeing that. And I love what you said about organization. There is nothing to me more satisfying than looking in my closet, everything by style and color. I don't even want to get dressed because I don't want to mess it up. Yes, you yeah. are my people. <laughs> yes, they're an organized pantry. I mean, I can watch these YouTube videos about organization for days. And the biggest thing is if you are somebody who's multi-passionate and you're managing so many different things at once, so many different pursuits, it, having an organized space helps tremendously. 
Yes. It just, it allows you to transition from one thing to another with ease. Mm -hmm. It's almost like there's no speed bumps in the road. You can go right, you can go left, you can turn around and you're able to do that in an easy way. Yeah. It eliminates all the distractions that you have and you know where everything is. You're not wasting any time. Yes. Yes. I love it. Organization is just my, it's life. Yeah. Everything. And I noticed you're really big on, especially speaking of distractions, I noticed you're really big on that saving the time and you're telling people that you're going to save them 10 hours a week. Is this mainly a, you know, work smarter, not harder method? What do you do about saving people time and then still mass maximizing their earnings? Yeah. You know, it's so interesting that you brought that up about the work smarter, not harder method. I would say it probably runs parallel with that. Maybe it might link arms with that, but where what I teach diverges is that sometimes we can go into situations and saying, I'm going to work smarter, not harder. And a lot of times that means I'm just going to do things differently. Yeah. And if you catch the first word in that is I, and many times, especially as multi-passionate entrepreneurs, there does come a time where you need to delegate some things. You need to automate some things. And so it's almost like, instead of just saying, gosh, if I'm going to cook dinner tonight, I might as well cook three dinners at one time, which I think is a great idea, right? Working smarter, not harder. It's the concept of working hard once. How can you work hard once and allow that to serve uh, maybe the next month, the next quarter, the next two quarters in your business? Yeah. How can I? Yes, exactly. So basically the investment you're making on the front end, Mm -hmm. that's going to pay off on the back end. Yes. And you know, that takes a a certain skill level because you do want to look at what is your ROI, your return on investment for that. And maybe it's not always financial. Sometimes that might be in the form of time or it, it might be look several different ways. And that is a skill that you can gain the more that you do it. But saying, okay, if I want to do X, Y, Z for this business, if I do it this way, what's the ROI there? Are there any other ways I can do that? Kind of the why. How how do you stay organized? The why, how do you have everything in front of you that you need? You know, before I would see a client, I would say, okay, what is my purpose for being here? Mm -hmm. What do I want to accomplish? So when the conversations kind of, get derailed and off topic. I know what to circle back to. Yes. And know what I want to accomplish beforehand. Mm -hmm. And tell us some best practices that you have because you are a working mother. I am. You are a working mother. You run multiple businesses. Tell us some best practices you have about doing that from your home. Yes. It's so funny. I know you guys cannot see our visual right now, but we're on zoom. Ella and I, we both have blurred backgrounds and that's, you know, so normal on zoom these days, especially as many of us are working from home or have the opportunity to. And the number one thing that I love to encourage entrepreneurs with is when you are working from home, if possible to have areas of your home that you work and areas that you don't. For instance, if you always cuddle up on the couch and that's where you're posting or scrolling or emailing that evening, 
around seven or eight o'clock when your spouse wants to watch a movie and you cuddle up on the couch after doing it for long enough, your body gets into this rhythm of, oh, when I'm here, I'm working. When I'm here, I'm thinking of this. And so it makes sense like home office, right? I'm going to be honest. I don't have a home office. I have a million kids. We have kids living in our bedrooms, right? But I have spaces where when I'm in that space, I'm working and I'm not doing personal activities there. Yeah. And that makes a really good point because when I first started working from home, I would just, you know, have my, have TV on the background and just get my laptop, do some emails or even in the kitchen, you know, I wanted to grab something to eat or grab something to drink. But what that does to your space is it makes your space feel like work. And I've discovered that my house, most of my house, with the exception of my office, it's a retreat center. It's where I do yoga. It's where I meditate. Even my bedroom. I rarely use my bedroom TV because they say you should eliminate distractions Mm -hmm. and charge your phone in a separate room to get the best type of sleep that you can get to prepare yourself for the next day. So it's almost, you know, imagine like if, if you had a boss, if you worked for someone and they came into your home and they walked behind you everywhere, they followed you everywhere in your home. You'd probably be like, hey, listen, we work in the home office. Like, that's where you stay. Don't follow me to my kitchen, right? And it's the same concept. And there's exceptions to everything, but it's that same concept. Yeah. And it's when you're on a Zoom meeting and you've got things on in the background, you're letting them into your home. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was something, something we saw during the pandemic when we had all these meetings. You see everybody's kids, you see everybody's animals and... And those are, you know, if you think about it, for most people, your home is the most intimate location place in your entire life. Mm-hmm. For most of us, yeah. it is where we come to relax, to escape, to release, to just let go. And so you're right. For many, many months and a couple of years now, we have been opening up the entire world to the entirety of our lives. And I think it's okay to have some things that we keep sacred in that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's just that sacred and giving yourself that headspace. Mm-hmm. I love yes. that you brought up that point. I, I've had a lot of people talk about the working from home and the values of it and how they're able to save time and the advantages, but not a lot of people want to talk about the disadvantages and how mm-hmm. it is about, you know, if you see your house as your sanctuary or your retreat center. Yeah how you're going to maintain that. Yeah, I agree. You have to retreat and you have to relax to be able to put your best self forward Mm -hmm. in other situations. Tell us some of the most important lessons you learned during your entrepreneurship journey. Oh my, there are, there are many. Um, And as I was thinking through this question, what, what it looked like, you know, I started in network marketing when I was 18. Yeah. My mom had a huge goal I was, you know, what does a great daughter do when her mom has a goal like that? She joins her team, right? And didn't really do anything with it, um, rose into leadership in that, earned all the amazing things that that company offered, and then switched into my own. And one of the things that I have learned that is a consistent theme currently in my life of entrepreneurship is being stubborn on the outcome and adaptable on the plan. Yeah. Stubborn on the outcome and adaptable on the plan. Because had you have asked me two and a half, three years ago, if I would have ever left network marketing, I would have said no. 
In fact, I did say no to my team, to my family. And what happened was it became my identity. And maybe you can insert another thing other than network marketing, but that company, that culture, while I support it and I love it, and it was so helpful to me, it became who I was. And so at the end of the day, what was the outcome that I wanted? Of course, there was financial for my family. There were many things connected to that, but in that season, I wasn't willing to be adaptable on how I got there. And so it's just been an interesting journey to say, you know what? My outcome is the same. I'm just adaptable on how I get there. Yeah. I would like to kind of talk about the network marketing portion because I personally am a consumer of many products. I love the doTERRA essential oils, other brands over doTERRA. Young Living's a good brand too, but they're exceptionally better. Yeah. They're exceptionally better. I've also used, I found out that pure romance makes really good bubble bath. I'm allergic to things. But okay. I bought the bubble bath and someone's like, yeah, if you're high, if you're allergic to bubble bath, try this. And they have really good shaving, um, cream, shaving cream. Okay. That's it. It's some, stuff like that. Finding stuff in little businesses and being able to support someone's goals. And, yes. you know, there's so much negative connotations around it and around mm-hmm. network marketing, but I know firsthand that the products, some of the products are great Yeah, and there are some success stories in it. Yeah. Yes, there are. Yeah. So, so yeah, just any, anything that you'd like to share about that, that you've learned that you've seen. It is one of the most interesting in a positive way, genres of business of entrepreneurship, because for the bulk of their consultants, and again, this, I, I don't mean this to be a blanket statement, but many, many are women who want to have children, have children, and desire something in addition to what they currently have. And for many women, that looks like someone applauding them when they sell an item or being in a community, community with them to cheer them on. And I do think many people do go in for the financial gain, but it is one of the most community driven circles of entrepreneurship that I have found. And I think that fills a need for so many people. And, you know, you're going to have not so great stories in every genre of entrepreneurship. It just is right. Network marketing is no different, but overall I've loved my time in that space. I would not be the mom or the wife or the entrepreneur that I am without it. And so I am very much pro network marketing and so grateful for my time there. I think they really do teach whether you stay in the network marketing circle or not, they really do teach you how to sell and qualify the customer. Yes. Also just the community portion. You want to see other people do well. A lot of corporate settings, not all of them, but a lot of corporate settings, it's all about competition and how do I look among, how do I look compared to everybody else? Right. You don't necessarily see that a lot in the network marketing space, or at least I haven't from where yeah. I'm at. Yeah, it's it's an incredible community for most companies, no matter the company. Yeah, absolutely. And tell us about a book you have read that has changed your life. I'm a big bookworm. And yes. every successful person I've met has a has a book that kind of set the foundation for it. 
Yes. I was just looking behind me to see if I could find it. It's, I can't reach it now. Um, the one I'm currently reading is by Dr. John Deloney. He's part of the Ramsey network. He just came out with this book and it's something along the lines of like, own your past, know your future. I've probably have really gotten that wrong, but if you look it up, it's his latest book. Um, I think it was a bestseller and it's really interesting. He goes through the stories that you have believed about yourself or you have been told about yourself and how it affects you today. And he has the unique advantage that he's writing it in, I think he finished it end of last year or beginning of this year. So post pandemic, and it is just incredible to realize how much we have been affected by the last two years and how different it is from the last 20, 30, 40 years. So that's what I'm currently reading right now. Um, that I've really been enjoying. That sounds amazing. I read Chris Hogan, who's also in the Dave Ramsey network. Yes. Everyday Millionaires. Yes. Yes. I mean, just so many great stories and people that were teachers working common jobs that knew how to be smart with money. Yes. And retired as millionaires for that reason. Yes. I think I, does he have a podcast still or did he, I I think he did. I love his voice. Yes. He does have a good voice. I've listened to, I listen to the Dave Ramsey podcast every now and then. Okay. I think he might be on there. He is. Yeah. Yeah. That brand is super interesting because if somebody talked to me like that on the streets, if if I was just at a party, somebody talked, I'd be like, excuse you, sir. You don't be so rude, but he, he's very honest and he says exactly what he thinks and he has a good following for it because his principles, if you can get to that, where you pay cash for everything, don't finance, and you have that mentality, you can do some amazing things. I actually live in Nashville, have friends who work for Dave Ramsey. Oh, that's so cool. And they say like, he's probably the coolest boss they've ever had. <laughs> it is an interesting. It's so funny. You brought this up. I know this is a tangent, but to look at what he has built and there are so many offshoots of the Ramsey brand, I can just get enthralled with it. And I just look at all the pieces of his business that he has going. And I just, I wonder what a day in his life is like as the CEO of that company. And, you know, just, he's clearly structured his business in an incredible way because it is very successful. And I think you can even look at the way he shows up. You're right. If someone spoke to me like that, on the corner of the street, I'd be like, you have lost your mind. Right. But that is what he's known for. And it has elevated his voice among so many people, whether you agree with him or not, I think you would admit that he is known for doing one thing and one thing. Well, yeah. Well, with father's day, we're recording this a couple of days before father's day. Think about it as the dad giving you tough love. Yes. And other thing too, is the community portion people that follow Dave Ramsey. There's a community within. Oh yes. Where they're supporting each other, supporting each other's goals. They're getting each other's business about (laughs) their financial situation, but it's just another thing where people are just helping each other in their situations of life. So I've, I've always found, I've always found it very interesting. And a lot of it is also through their churches. I mean, you don't necessarily have to be a church goer. Yeah for the program, but I think that's where a lot of people learn about Mm -hmm. the solutions. Yes. That financial peace university. Yeah. 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 We, my husband, I took that in our first year of marriage and changed the game, changed the game for us. Yeah. That's great. Because if you get your stuff together financially, yes, 
the marriage, everything is more likely to last. Yes. That's, that's the important piece of it. That's what people don't say. You know, the divorce rate in America, a lot of times I think it's like, I want to say it's an overwhelming, like 70%. Yes. It's definitely over 50. Finances. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Instead of that, and that's a good conversation to have when you're a person in a relationship as your approach to it. Yes. And you know, there's an interesting take on business for that too. And you can look to Dave Ramsey, you can look to other people, but so often I feel like we think about our finances personally, and then we think about them professionally, but really you are the common denominator between the two, right? Like, and so just having that holistic approach now I'm not saying you should have the same bank account because I think they should be different. Um, but you know, just having the uh, cognition around your money in your business the same way you do in your personal life, or vice versa. It's so interesting how entrepreneurship just weaves through all of that. Yes, and people with entrepreneurs. I started off in the podcast. It was a financial podcast. Okay, doing entrepreneurs because those are the people that know how to manage money. I yes. You. Yes. And that's how it kind of spawned into a community of multi-passionate people, whether they're entrepreneurs, creatives, whatever it is they're doing, whatever dream it is they're chasing and just managing the multi-passion and some of the best practices around that. So I'm glad we talked about the organization aspect of it and the financial aspect of it and being just also just being open to other ideas, Mm -hmm. looking past certain stigmas that people have. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, well, what are some of your biggest goals for this year? Some of my biggest goals, I'm smiling from ear to ear because as we are recording this, I actually just made a shift in the clients that I work with. It is again, that thought of being adaptable on the outcome. And I realized that I really, really, really liked the people that I have served for the past 12 to 15 months. And yet there was still something stirring inside of me. And for me to be the best possible leader that I can in my sphere of influence, that requires me to sometimes take a scary step into something that might feel unknown, but that I know I'm equipped for and that I'm called to, and that I can really support other people in my circle. And so some of my goals this year are to come alongside six and seven figure entrepreneurs Because what I know about most of them, not all of them, but most of them is they have a vision. They have dreams. They can see farther than many other people. And sometimes that can feel lonely. Yet, once they look ahead and see what's coming, there is always still a pull. I shouldn't say always. There's most times a pull back into, well, how am I going to make that happen? How do I know what's going on in the back end? And so I am coming alongside these entrepreneurs as their behind the scenes secret weapon and figuring out what do they need behind the scenes so they can truly forecast what's coming and see what so many others don't or can't see. And that's what makes them great. That's what elevates them to the level of success. So just coming alongside them and equipping them for that. Wonderful. I love that. That's just so, there's so much value to it. And do you have a specific client that you work with? Most that I, yeah. um, So most are service-based entrepreneurs and almost all of them are online. So it's men and women who are 
they're kind of flirting with that six figure mark. Maybe they've crossed their first hundred K they're going into 250, 300, and then some are over that seven figure mark, but they are at that point in their life where they know they are still called to something else yet. They just keep feeling pulled back down, back down to earth. It's almost like they just want to go up in the hot air balloon yet something keeps pulling them down. And for many of them, it is the operational back end. They need to figure out if I do this program, how do we enroll people? How do we register people? How do we get payments? And those things can tend to weigh them down. Yet those things light me up. And so for me to be able to link arms with them so they can lift up in that hot air balloon and do the thing that they were called to, It just lights me up. Oh, I love the hot air balloon analogy because that's just the most beautiful, peaceful, serene. Yes. And have. Yes. And it's almost like they've been jumping. Maybe they've gotten on a six foot ladder and they know there's more to see. They know it. And so they climb into the basket and I'm on the ground releasing the rope saying, we got it. We We got got it it down here. Yes. Yes. And they can rise up. And guess what? When they're up there at the top, most likely they're going to serve people so well, so differently. And so by allowing him and him or her to rise up like that, it affects so many people. And I'm honored to be on the ground and make sure they land safely. That's, I think that's a better analogy than skydiving because you're skydiving, you're jumping out of the plane. You've either got a tandem or you've got, and you've got your parachute. Yes. The parachuting down part is peaceful. Yes. But just the thought of jumping out of the plane. Yeah. That's the scary part being on that plane, knowing you're going to jump out of it. Just the yes. thought of that's the scary part. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But I love the hot air balloon analogy. That's yeah. There's something so peaceful and. And you, I mean, you know, balloon. that moment. Whether you're a six-figure entrepreneur or not, or you're aspiring to be, you know those moments when you just get clarity and you know in your gut, you're like, this is it. It's almost this still quiet voice and that can change the game for you. So elevating those entrepreneurs to be in that more consistently and not having to worry about what's going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. You know, you're being supported. Yes. And that's the key to having a coach. Yes. Someone in your corner that is elevating you and encouraging you and helping you have clarity about what you want. Exactly. Oh, I love it. Gives me chill bumps. (laughs) (laughs) Well, give us, let's see, give us some lasting words for the listeners and then tell us how we can support you and where we can find you. There has been a recurring theme over the past couple of months for me in my business and in this journey. And it is the saying of that sometimes you need to slow down to speed up. I like and that. I am just coming out of a season of slowing down. And you know, when you slow down, you start to hear more clearly. Your vision is not blurred. Your hearing is turned up. And maybe it feels like you have been running a race and you just need a break. Yeah, You just need a break. And sometimes you can just drop back to a walk. Maybe you just take a moment to rest. And just because you do that, it allows your body to recalibrate, to reboot, to therefore run again quicker. And so that's just a thought that's been with me is that it's okay to sometimes slow down. 
I would often ask the women on my network marketing team, our fiscal year ended June 30th. And I would ask them, do you still want a business on July 1st? And they would look at me and go, yeah. And I say, well, act like it because we act as if everything hinges on one offer, one program, one deadline. But if you are committed to your business long-term, yeah, that's important, but it doesn't only hinge on that one thing. Yeah. I love that. Well, how can we find you and support you? Yeah. So, um, Instagram is my platform of choice. So you can always find me there at Alexis T Greco, G R E C O. Um, I love hanging out on there. I have more info in my bio, so you can find out a little bit about what I do there. Um, but you know, I always tell people, gosh, you know, we talked about a stigma with network marketing. I think there can sometimes be a stigma with high earners, six and fi- seven Absolutely. figure earners. They're, they're doing, they're doing something wrong. They did something awful to get there. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just here to say you can do it with honesty and with integrity, but also I'm wearing yoga pants on the other side of the screen. And so, right. yeah, if someone has questions, drop them in my DM. If, if what I do is a great fit for you. Awesome. If not, I have been blessed with the most incredible network of people. And maybe it's just a one connection. I'm looking for XYZ. Great. Let me send you to this person. Um, That's such a beautiful thing. And I will add, you have some very inspiring content. Thank you. Inspiring, entertaining. So they're going to follow you on Instagram. They're going to be treated and blessed with a lot of value. Thank you. Thank you. I really... It's a heart of mine and I put effort into that. So thank you for saying that. Of course. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I loved hearing from you. I love your analogies and your stories. And I know many will be inspired listening to this. Thank you so much, Ella. I appreciate it. Thank you. You are listening to For Better Self and Net Worth. In this community, we think you'll find your self-worth comes before your net worth and everything else. We also think you were designed to go after the life you want by ditching societal norms, knowing exactly who you are as an individual, and going after your unique purpose here on this earth. Every week, Ella interviews an entrepreneur that designed the life they wanted among the challenges, naysayers, and leaving outside their comfort zone. Or you're going to hear straight from Ella, where she talks about the important lessons she's learned in life and how she's achieved the overall happiness she has. This is Ella, the host for Better Self and Net Worth. Based out of Nashville, Tennessee, she makes every single day an adventure. You'll always find her right here behind the microphone, sharing all her thoughts with all of you. And we appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode.